Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody, in the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening and uh, make sure you. Uh, Subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on, so you get that automatic notification whenever we drop, and uh, and uh, spread the word about the podcast as well. It really helps out all the all the DLs, and uh, if you can leave us a five star review, that helps helps out a lot as well. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. Just five bucks a month, and you get uh, about a podcast a day, and you get all kinds of special features, and uh, and it helps keep the free feed going as well. So. Uh, and uh, Ryan, we, you and I, we, uh, we got a probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show today. I've been traveling all day. We're recording a little bit later than we usually do, but uh, we want to make sure and uh, cover everything. So um, we do have uh, a UFC this past weekend to look ahead and a UFC next weekend to look ahead to, but neither one of them are terribly big shows. And uh, we'll start, though, with um, Bellator, which uh, they had their annual uh, Hawaii trip, uh, almost annual. I, I, I think there was a couple of years they missed think, during COVID. I think it's like by or like twice a year. I think they go. No. Oh, is it that okay? So it's, yeah, twice a year. But they yeah they they do the two shows and uh, it's usually a lot of fun. They do one for the military and then one regular one, and they both air on TV. And excuse, uh, we had t- excuse, excuse me, it is once a year. Yeah, once a year. Okay, and they have two. Um, they had two title fights, uh, one one each night, and uh, as well the uh, the tournament finals on the second night. But uh, Friday. Uh, Liz Carmouche defended her uh, flyweight title for the second time, submitting Deanna Bennett in the fourth round. Um, I, I, did you catch any of these two shows? Uh, not not much of it. I mean, the Carmouche, the Camar- Carmouche fight. It was actually is a weird situation because uh, Bennett missed weight. Yeah, so, so she wasn't eligible. It, right? Yeah, she wasn't eligible. But Carmouche or Scott Coker, somebody said that Carmouche. If she lost, she would still lose the title, which I don't know that that's necessary. That's not the rule. Like if you're the champion, champion, yeah. and your opponent misses weight, weight, they don't get a chance for the fight for the title. And if you lose, you keep the title. I don't know. That was yeah. a whole weird situation, and it almost played a factor because Bennett, from what a from what I read and kind of saw highlights of she won the first three rounds and and Carmouche had to come back and and submit her in the fourth to to make sure she won so it was kind of kind of like a crazy kinda situation dodged the bullet. there yeah I dodged the bullet there well there but yeah I mean she won Sarah McMahon had an impressive debut 
debut mm-hmm. probably you know she's calling out cyborg afterwards so so yeah they gotta go and, in that uh, fight yeah and danny sabatello he had a he had a nice bounce back submission win and was calling out magomed magomedov so uh yeah just just like some you know nothing to write home about not a not a spectacular card or anything no i just looking at the results trail fortune on the prelims as well uh got a uh well, he was DQ'd, or he won by DQ, which does not happen all the time. So he's kind of stalled out a bit. Um, and and it's a good thing Carmouche won because I think what they'll probably end up doing now, um, you know, on this because on the second night, Alema Lay McFarlane won her fight, split decision over Kana Watanabe. So I got to think they're going to do Carmouche and and McFarlane right for the title. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing is, uh, it, they're well, friends, right? Like training partners, or uh, they're friends. They used to be training partners. They're not training partners anymore. anymore okay. But uh, uh, it's gonna be McFarland's last fight. So, oh yeah. While, while yeah, you know she, you know, put her in a title fight. And her last fight's probably the way to go. If she were to win, it's all of a sudden now you got a vacant belt because it's just do a like, tournament yeah yeah just yeah but uh i mean mcfarland she won a split decision she just she hasn't been super impressive really of no. late so i don't know that she'll even beat carmouche to be honest no but if i mean you know it's a it's a marketable fight and uh and they can um you know they can it, it you know they can market it as you know someone going for a title in their last fight and you know i'm sure people i'm I mean, as many people are going to tune in for Bellator fight, I'll tune in for that because yeah. she's probably, you know, one of the signature stars of that promotion, you know, along yeah. with uh, AJ McKee and a few others. Um, and uh, in the main event of that second show, Patchy Mix, uh, got first round KO over Rafian Stotts. Um, really, really uh, impressive. I saw highlights of this. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't see the card, but uh, he clearly is. I guess he's the interim champion now and he'll fight Sergio Pettis. Well, as soon as Pettis can can go, and uh, yeah, well, Patchy was or Pet Pettis or Pitbull because they're fighting in June. Oh, I, okay. So then, okay. So then they're fighting for the for the title, and then they'll do a unification. Yeah, at uh, some point. But yeah, that's his. What he's had six finishes, seven finishes in his last nine fights. Um, you know, and and super impressive. I mean, he's uh, you know just just kind of mowed through this tournament, um, and. Uh, He's, uh, you know, he's developed a name for himself. Probably, you know, the I would say maybe even out of all the tournaments, like he's the guy that's probably did the most for himself in one of these tournaments. You know, the, the other ones, pr- pretty much everyone that won that you kind of figured was going to win. But this is one where, you know, he just kind of came, you know, it's pretty stacked uh, tournament and he he won, you know, pretty clearly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, both both these guys made, made the names for themselves in the, ter- in the tournament. So whoever came out of this fight was mm-hmm. definitely definitely made a name for themselves and i mean knock knock out with a knee and one of the best knockouts of the year, year thus far in 80 seconds it's a great yeah. win for patchy mix and a lot of people talking about a lot of people were asking like if he were to jump to the ufc where he would be it's hard to say Bantamweight's weights to, to the clear probably deepest division in all of mma right now but uh he'd be up there You'd be up there. I'd love to see you mix it up with some of these top UFC bantamweights because there's there's a lot of good ones. So so yeah yeah. I mean mix in the UFC would be very interesting. I I agree. I, I'd say probably top five. You know, like maybe like, but it's it's hard to say. Like we'd have to see him against somebody and see how he does. But he's looked pretty impressive. 
uh, yeah. against the guys he's fought in Bellator. Um, so the rest of the card, uh, Yancey Medeiros uh, won, uh, you know, got a nice first round finish by submission. Air Pico got a decision win. Uh, Kai Kamaka, decision win. Those are like the big names. Uh, Bruno Lane over Elera Joanne in the, uh, on the, on the prelims. Um, doesn't seem like, you know, kind of a out of your way to go see kind of card, but uh, the, the, certainly the uh, main event and, um, and the, uh, the Yancey Medeiros probably are the ones that you want to see from that, from that card. Um, and I guess they're back in, uh, I think three weeks. May 12th. Uh, yeah. yeah. May 12th. Uh, yeah. The week after you see Masasi and Edwards in uh, Paris. So that'll be uh that'll be a fun card. Uh, Leon's brother fighting for, uh, I guess not a title, but probably for a title shot. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was Bellator on Showtime and uh, don't have any viewership numbers. Probably by the time you listen to this, they'll be available. Uh, but uh, we also had the UFC on, uh, uh, oh, I just had the wrong card up here, on uh, ESPN Plus on Saturday. And it was a uh, big, big heavyweight main event. Um, and I, I was spoiled because I saw your comment somehow. Um, just the one comment was, Sergey Pavlovich is scary. That's basically what I saw. Yeah. So I figured, okay, he's, he's probably won. Um, and uh, I, mean, I figured that, it was probably... That's the truth. That's the truth after seeing this, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, not just his power, um, you know, which, I mean, clearly, I mean, you know, he, he stopped Curtis Blades. Like, every time he hit him, he hurt him. And, um, but what I found was even more scary. And I don't know if this is what you were referring to, because I'm watching this fight and just, you know, kind of waiting for something. And what I saw was... Curtis Blades was tagging him. Yep. And he just walked right through it. Like, exactly. Like nothing. Like, yeah. It's like he was not phased by a No, and 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 this was like this sometimes you see these fights in the in the smaller weight classes, you know, featherweights, bantamweights, where they just go out there and they just start pounding each other right from the bell, right? And it's just one of these fights and they go for like you know, sometimes they don't last very long. Sometimes they go, you know, they go the whole fight like this, but, you know, and they'll just be pounding each other. You almost never see it in a heavyweight fight because the guys are like scared of each other, you know, that they don't really want to get hit. So you don't see these guys, but this was like right from the opening bell. Sergey Pavlovich was just, okay, this fight's going to be over one way or the other. And it's probably going to be me finishing you. And, and Blades was, I don't think he's used to that because most people are scared of his uh, takedowns. And he, I think he tried one, and Pavlovich just <laughs> he wasn't going to have any of it. And uh, this was like he looks like a guy that you know. I mean, I, I I'd love to see him against John Jones, and if I'm John Jones, I'm fighting anybody but him. <laughs> like yeah. you know, exactly. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I meant by scary. Like like these guys were hitting each other. Blades got some good shots in. We got to give him yeah. credit in that first minute. He got some. He got some good shots in until there was one point. Until there was one point where Pavlovich uh, landed a right hand and Blades kind of felt his knees kind of, and from then on it was just it was just a matter of time. Like Blades was a sitting yeah. duck, pretty much from there. But Blades, Blades is. I mean, he knew. I felt like he knew that he needed to come out and try to hurt him standing, standing, mm -hmm. and Blades has. Good power. I mean, he doesn't have the power Pavlovich yeah. does, but he's got good power. And I mean, we've seen Blades knock people out. People out. He knocked out Chris Dawkins, uh, but uh, we've also seen him get knocked out, knocked out. And just Pavlovich, he just was scary walking through those big punches, and and just his jab was doing damage. His right hand, and yeah, man, that's a scary dude. And in 
honestly, the fight I want to see most coming out of this is Pavlovich against Francis Naganu. Yes. Like, yes. Like that's the one for, that's the fight I want to see. Like, like, like I know, like, I don't know what's going on with Francis. I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to fight Deontay Wilder, or if he's going to sign with one, I've stated my opinion. I feel like the right place for him is still the UFC UFC. And I think that he'll end up back there, but, uh, but yeah, man, but, but Pavlovich against Jones, I mean, that's a scary fight for John Jones and it's a scary mm-hmm. fight for Stipe Miocic and it's a scary mm-hmm. fight for Cyril gone. And, and, you know, Pav- Pavlovich, uh, it was, it was funny. Like he actually was showing a little bit of personality post fight, yep. post fight. And especially at the scrum because, because he did, he, he was caught on video like Saturday before the fight. His relaxation was he went to play slots at a casino for the first time. <laughs> and he, and he was talking about, he was talking about how, you know, First he lost, then he won a bunch of money, and then he lost it all. And everybody was trying to explain him. Well, that, yep, that's a typical Vegas, Vegas experience right there. You win some and then lose it all. But but he's yeah, you know, he showed a little bit of personality there and there and yeah, just yeah, six first round, six straight first round knockout wins. I think that's UFC record. Uh, I haven't you know quite ran the numbers or looked up, but I'm pretty sure that's a UFC record. So yeah, just that guy. That guy might be the heavyweight champion in waiting. They um they they were kind of talking about that on the on the broadcast too, and like they weren't quite sure either, uh, which is really odd because I think it just kind of snuck up on everybody. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was super super impressed, and uh, I took your advice uh, at the end of uh, our preview last week. You you suggested that people. Pay, put a big bet on Pavlovich to finish early. And I said then, Pavlovich inside the distance. So yeah, and and then I I even said you know it's not going to end long. So if there's like a under one and a half rounds bet, take that. And I so I did that myself, and uh, I posted my bets in the Fight Game Media Discord. I forgot to post them ahead of time, and maybe that's what I should be doing from now on. Because whenever I post them ahead of time, I don't win. But this time, like I I did the bets but i forgot to post them and i posted them after so you could see like it wasn't just i said oh yeah i bet on this guy but i actually showed the screenshot so people wouldn't think i was just making it up but i did all right um and uh pavlovich won me a lot of money and some of the other underdogs that i bet on i uh, did okay on this card too but there's one other car uh thing i want to i want to talk to you about before we get into the um the three stars um was uh there's often times where, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about a fight and you'll say, you'll make the comment and, or you'll put it in your wrestling observer write up as well. This is a fight that they should show judges and, and talk about how to judge fights. And I think there was a fight like that on this card and it was Jeremiah Wells and Matthew Semmelsberger. Yes. Do, do you agree? Yes. Yeah. And, and like I had this fight 3027 Jeremiah Wells. But I think that there was a lot of people that thought Selmsberger won, and it was a split decision. And like I, I don't, I wasn't even sure. Like I, I had it thirty twenty seven Wells, but I very well thought you know it's very possible Selmsberger won this fight. And I'm not exactly sure how you judge some of these rounds. And one of the commentators even said one of the rounds, oh maybe that'll just be a ten ten. And and then the other guy's like, no, they don't do ten tens. You got to pick a winner. And uh, and and but it was like one of those fights where like depending on what you're looking for you could give it to either guy and all three rounds were the same kind of with that. One of them was pretty. The, 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 well, the, the, the third was different. The first two were the same yeah. pretty much. Yeah. The first two easily could have gotten to Selmersberger because he had moments where he almost finished the fight, 
but then he spent the majority of the round on his back and taking damage. So, yeah. you, you know, like I, how did you have that one? I had a thirty twenty seven Wells. Okay. So you had the same as me. Yeah. Mm. Yes, so. But 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 again, but one of the judges had a twenty nine twenty eight Selmos burger, and I don't even necessarily think that was a bad score. Yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily think that was a bad score either. I mean, they tell you they tell you the number one criteria overall is damage, but right. but really it's it's the three the three Ds where you need to where you need mm-hmm. to to focus on, which is damage, dominance, duration. And Simmelsberger, in each of the first three rounds, he dropped Wells inside the first twenty to thirty seconds in each round. Mm-hmm. But and the first and that more first so, round, he nearly finished yeah, him. Yeah, the like, first more so than the second, he nearly fin- nearly finished finished Wells. But each time Wells recovered pretty quickly, and then mm-hmm. took Simmelsberger down and just dominated from the top. I mean, he had he had over three and a half minutes of control time from the top in each in each round and he was landing a lot of punches from the top top so you could so the dominance and the duration were definitely there for wells and you could make make a strong case that that he he equaled up in the damage from how much he was landing landing from the top which is how i saw saw it now if i were to give yeah. one of the rounds to Simmelsberger, the first would have been would have been more more for the, more than the second because he had Wells hurt more in the first, but but yeah, I thought Wells just just he spent too much he he recovered too quickly and spent too much time on top landing yeah. too many shots to be like you know what I think he won this round won this round. But if you gave it to twenty nine twenty eight Simmelsberger just because he had not knocked down knockdowns, that's fine. I think you need to look at what the actual knockdown does. You shouldn't give somebody a round just because there was a knockdown. Knockdown, you right. need to see what happens, what happens in it. Because not because we've seen plenty of times where, 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 where there will be a be just a crazy round where somebody somebody outlands somebody like fifty to five in a round and has three minutes of control time, control time. But the guy who landed the five strikes got a knockdown because he just happened to land the right punch that maybe put somebody on their knees for, for two seconds. So you, you kind of just got to weigh the knock that way. Did the knockdown really have an effect in the round? And honestly, it didn't Neither either two yeah. rounds. The knockdown exactly. really had no effect. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. No, I'm, I'm glad you kind of figured along the same, same wavelength as I did there. So, um, all right, let's do the three stars. Uh, you can go first. Okay. Uh, my first one is going to be Montel Jackson. Just, uh, he looked outstanding against Hani Aya. Just, uh, was just brutalizing him on the feet early with combos, took him down, avoided the submission game from Yaya, Yaha, and, uh, got up and then, Dropped him with a big hook and finished it off. Four straight win for Jackson. Very, very solid win. Uh, my second one is gonna. I'm gonna give it to Sergey Pavlovich. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, we talked about it, but yeah, he deserves to be one of the three stars. And third one, I'll go with Christos Yet Yagos. Just, uh, just some hard shots landed on Ricky Glenn and knocked him out with his beautiful knockout minute 35 seconds just just big win for Yagos. so yeah those first are... time ricky glenn has ever been finished i think i think is what they said 
Uh, at least that's what Giago said. I don't know if that was true. It's the first time he's knocked out. He's been submitted a couple of times. Been submitted? First, okay, so first, first time, time he's knocked out. So yeah. pretty impressive. And he's had a long career. So Yeah, yeah, 31 um, fights. So Yeah. Um, all right. I will go with Bruno Silva, um, who I was shocked was an underdog to Brad Tavares. And he just mowed through him. Um, it was one of those fights where, like, at the end of the fight, you almost wondered, like, you know, are we even going to see Brad Tavares again? Um, you know, I, I think we probably will. But, I mean, he just – Bruno Silva just made him look, like, old. And uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. But I also was surprised that Bruno Silva was an underdog in this fight. And, and I hopped on that one. Um, second one, um, I think I'll go with – geez, I want – it's tough. I'll go with Brady Highstand um, in the opener. Um, he, uh, he he got a finish over uh, Donna Baccarell. And I think, was he losing this fight? Like, had he lost the first two rounds and he yes. needed a finish? Yeah, that's yes, what I yes. thought. Yeah. And and he knew it. So, you know, he he went out there and he did what he needed to do in a fight that he was losing. And uh, I just thought that was really impressive. And he cut a really good promo after the fight. And I'm, like, I'm hedging here. Like, I kind of want to go with bobby green but i'm not sure like that no so that that no, one ended it no what were you gonna say? nobody should be a star in that one yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking because like bobby green was celebrating like he won and he really knocked the guy out with a headbutt um so i'll go with uh yasmin lucindo uh got a unanimous decision over brogan walker uh you know looked really good she came back after losing in her ufc debut um she's uh, one of the youngest stars on the uh, on the ufc roster and um uh, yeah, I just thought thought she looked really good under Brody, Brody Walker. And actually, I like uh, what um, I think it was Brady Highstand when he, after he won, he called out Christian Rodriguez, and he said, "Oh, you beat a you beat a guy in high school. Why don't you beat the second youngest guy in the division now and and come after me?" And I, I kind of really like that line. So that that's kind of why I wanted to go with him. And I forgot I had that in my head uh, that I was going to pick him, and then I forgot it for for a brief second. But I really love that line. So um, yeah. So I, I uh, yeah, we'll go with them. And NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, take us through the rest of the results. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of fights. We only had eleven fights. Yeah, only had eleven fights, and not a, not a ton ton of ton of stuff happened. But uh, it opened yeah. up with the with the bantamweight fight, Brady Highstand third round finish of Dana Badgeray. Uh, Badgeray won the first two rounds. Highstand needed to finish in the third. Kept coming forward, and uh, he uh, got him down, got the back, and he was landing a lot of punches. 
punches and it was just, it was suddenly just stopped i you know it was kind of one of those like like you kind of just didn't see them stopping it the stoppage coming yeah kinda, yeah to me it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere because i was just like huh huh and then when you kind of look at it it's like he did land a lot of punches so. yeah i dm'd you so. i dm'd you after this one because it was jared yeah. bellell that was uh the yeah. ref and i thought he kind of stopped it a little bit quick because block row was blocking a lot of the punches but yeah. i mean he wasn't fighting back but yeah, usually you see the ref warn him, and he didn't do it here. No, yeah, it was kind of yeah. to me. It was kind of a weird, weird, uh, yeah, weird stoppage. But but Heiston, he, he did probably had money on the fight. <laughs> but Heiston, <laughs> he did land land seventy total strikes in the third round, so he did land oh, okay. a lot yeah, there. Yeah. So so yeah, you can't complain about it. Uh, then we had a uh, featherweight fight. William Gomez uh, split decision over Francis Marshall, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, and then twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, I thought this fight was really lackluster. Francis yeah. Marshall, he looked good on the Contender Series. He looked good in his UFC debut, but he just seemed to regress in this fight. Couldn't really handle the striking of Gomez, and Gomez just, I mean, I was nothing to write home about. I thought it was a really boring fight. These next three fights in an empty apex, like if yeah. I was a normal fan, I'm shutting this show off. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these three fights. Yeah, yeah. And then it got fun next, and I'm being sarcastic there. Uh, yeah, we had a heavyweight fight. Mohammed Usman unanimous decision over Junior Tafa, twenty nine twenty eight all across the board. Usman, uh, he's he he's he's not his brother, obviously, <laughs> for sure. Uh, he's not a he. He's very novice on the feet, but he's got size, and he took Tafa down. And just kind of dominated on the ground and in the clinch. Uh, Tafa did rock him late in the first, mm-hmm. late in the first, uh, and nearly nearly finished him near the, near the end. But I mean, this was just it was. Let's see, you, you know how you can tell when Jim Ross is trying to commentate a fight, and it's yeah, and he you can tell when he starts rolling shoe ugly. Yeah, when he starts saying certain things that certain things where you know he's not enjoying what he's doing right there. I was yeah. I felt the same way watching this fight. Like I'm sitting there doing doing my play by play and I go like I am not enjoying what I'm watching here. And I just, I was falling asleep. Like yeah. I scored it for Usman and praying that I was didn't miss something and then when I saw that he won I was like okay good. Yeah. <laughs> and I had so, money on Usman too so I was happy about that. So but yeah, this is just this it was bad. It was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse than your typical apex heavyweight fight. Uh, yeah. Then we had a women's featherweight fight. Norma Dumont, a unanimous decision over Carol Hosa, 29-20 across the board. Actually, I actually scored the fight for Hosa, giving her the first and the third. I thought she did a lot more uh, work. I was so done with the this show by this point. I didn't clinch, but yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't super exciting or any or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of battling in the clinch throughout and just actually i think i had it for hosa too because i was surprised and i had money on dumont so i was really happy that she won because i didn't think she deserved to yeah yeah it was just real real nothing real nothing fight but then we get then it kind of then the show kind of turned around a bit we had montel jackson first round finish over ronnie aya and then christos Chiagos first round knockout over ricky glenn to close out the prelims then we had the main card, welterweights, uh, Jeremiah Wells, split decision over Matthew Simmelsberger that we talked about. Yasmin Lucindo, unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board over Brogan Walker. Then we had an interesting fight here. Uh, Bobby Green and yeah. Jared Gordon. They were – it was your typical Bobby Green showing. He's just – 
coming forward with his hands down and pressuring and landing. Gordon landed some good good shots, but the thing about Bobby Green keeping his hands low like that is when he comes to push forward and he starts his attack, heads get close all the time. And yep. this time they clashed heads, and Gordon went down, and Bobby Green landed a few punches and knocked Gordon out cold on the ground. And here he is. He thought he won. Paul yep. Felder who uh, is friends with Jared Gordon, training partners. They live together. Walker or, uh, Felder has has a cornered Gordon. He was on commentary. Uh, he went a little nuts on commentary. He did. To say, say the least. To the point, to the point where you could actually hear people tell, telling him to calm down and, and you hear him visibly say, I'm calm. It was... <laughs> That was kind of a bad look for Felder, yeah. and I think he, and I think he knows it. He was talking, talking about it on Twitter. He knows it. He got emotional. He admitted he got emo, emotional in the situation, situation. But what he was saying was correct about the headbutt. Yeah. Like Bobby Green should not be, should not be winning. Do I think him being the way he did and being as loud he, as he did got the commission attention? I don't know. It may have. Yeah, it may have. I thought Dominic Cruz actually was was pretty on point here as well yeah. like saying you know bobby green has to do like he has to try to go for the finish yeah. you know like you know and, and that's what he did like yeah, you can't did, blame him yeah he did nothing wrong he did nothing yeah. wrong in going for the finish finish but uh the commission they made the right call they went to the replay saw the clash of the heads that led to the finish this needs to happen more like it had yeah you know Joe Martinez, he cut, he calls him out for the finish. Yeah. Bobby Green is standing there. Jared Gordon's nowhere to be found. And he's got his card. And he's like, the winner is undetermined at this time because the commission yeah. is looking at the footage. I think, like, what? I think they had I think they had ruled Bobby Green yeah. was the winner, and all of a sudden the commission got involved. Yeah. I mean, because it's very clearly like they needed to get involved. I think once yeah. everybody kind of kind of came to their senses, it's like, okay, we need to really look at the really look at this and i think perhaps maybe they were not going to look at it and somebody smartened up somebody and yeah. they looked at it and bobby green was pissed i mean and the oh, main yeah. thing he, the main thing he was pissed about was not necessarily that that he didn't that he got the win taken away from him. it was because of his pay now he didn't get his win money which oh. brings up that point that point in the mma where yeah. like we're like when you have these fighters on this show and win thing and you have situations like this or bad decisions and they're only getting half their pay like like i mean bobby green he was and when i say pissed he's not stopped talking about it since saturday night like he's just well yeah or pissed. so yeah, there needs to be and, something there needs to be yeah. something there needs to be major changes just like get rid of mm-hmm. the win and show just make it a flat rate if you're if your win, if your show and win is, let's just say it's it's fifty thousand show, fifty thousand win, just pay them a flat seventy five. Yeah, there. And then and then do the do the finish bonus. Yeah, and do you know, like have bonus. a yeah. have a you know twenty five thousand or fifty thousand finish bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, our, and, yeah, and you only yeah that yeah that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that way, you know, if a guy gets finished, then you know, then he's getting yeah. his money. Yeah, because not only not only now do you do you split the do you basically split the di- split the difference on the win on the win yeah people be like well well you know if they would have been under show and win he would have got a hundred thousand not 75 but now you give them 75 and you do the finish bonuses for everybody now you're motivating fighters to finish a fight to get that extra money and just give it across the board but you know we uh 
we know how this company operates and it's yeah. they don't make the best decisions and and you know the endeavor overlords put them <laughs> on a budget just like they're going to do to wwe so yep so you know it's like spend as less money as possible so so yeah we'll see bad hopefully they run it back yeah once, it's uh, Gordon yeah is better it sucked for bobby green but it was mm-hmm. the right call yeah, absolutely. All right. And then we had the middleweight fight. You talked about Bruno Silva uh, uh, finished with Brad Tavares, dropped him with a knee and a punch. I thought the I thought it was stopped too soon because Tavares mm-hmm. was uh, – Silva landed one punch after Tavares went down, but Tavares is very clearly defending himself and trying to get up when it stops, and he, he protested the stoppage. stoppage. I thought they could have let it go on. But I also at the same time feel like if they let it go on, Silva still might have finished him. So yeah, so yeah, one of those. Yeah, so one of those. So so I would like to have seen it go go on a little bit longer, but but won't won't complain about it. And then uh, of course we had the main event after that. Sergey Pavlovich finished Curtis Blades in the first round. Uh, the performance bonuses went to uh, Sergey Pavlovich, uh, Bruno Silva, Christos Giagos, and Montel Jackson. No fight of the night. I'm kind of surprised that uh, Selmsberger and Jeremiah Wells didn't get the fight of the night because that was a really good fight, but yeah. um, they didn't. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you're only given four, I think they gave the, yeah. gave the right four. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, they could have given another, you know, hundred grand to those two for fight of the night because that was a really good fight. Um, and uh, the um, and obviously no gate because uh, it was at the UFC Apex, as uh, next week will be as well, which sucks, but what can you do? Um, and uh, speaking of which, we do have a show from the Apex this coming Saturday to go over. It's another uh, starting in the afternoon show, going into the evening. Um, and uh, it's, an, it's a similar card. You know, they've got, you know, the big main event uh, in the bantamweight division and then, uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of fights. Uh, probably slightly less in terms of marquee value than than last week. But, um, you know, there's some there's some decent fights on this card. Uh, but the main event is one that was supposed to be a couple weeks ago. And then uh, it's supposed, the, it supposed to be on this show. That, oh, on this show. OK, yeah. yeah. And then they moved it here, which I think is a good move. Like number one, this needed a main event, but number two, because now it's going to be five rounds instead of three. So, um, and uh, I think that, well, I think this is a. I mean, it may not go the full five, but I, I'd rather see these two fight for five rounds, and uh, if if it goes that long, because uh, this is an important fight in in the bantamweight division. One of these guys is probably going to be in the top five when this is over, and uh, yeah, Yada, uh, Song Yadong and Ricky Simone, um, you know, just uh, both guys are you know like on pretty good runs right now, and uh, this is a really really good fight, um, and uh, yeah, the uh, I I don't know that what what how do you see this one going down, and what what are your thoughts? I, I see Simone trying to wrestle uh, Song Yidong down, and Song Yidong is dangerous on the mat. So so, but I I feel like there's gonna be a lot of grappling in this. Uh, Simone has won five straight. Uh, has looked very good, very good. His finishes in three of his last three of those wins. Uh, Songy Dong coming off the loss to Corey Sanhagen, but uh, yeah, but right before then, he was he had won three, three straight, has a wins over Marlon Vera and Marlon Marais, and uh, was getting close to that title, that title contention. Winner won't yeah. quite make the won't quite be in the top five. They're both top ten fighters, but that top five is loaded with people like Piotr Jan, I don't even think is in the top five anymore. And that's how stacked that division division is. And uh 
Yeah, Actually, like, th- that's a good fight uh, for the winner of this. I would think. Yeah, yeah, possibly or 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 uh, or Cheeto or you know yeah. or or Rob Font maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah. So there's a lot of like we said, bantamweight is stacked, and honestly, like anytime you anytime you have a battle of top ten bantamweights like these guys, they should be five rounds in the main event, mm-hmm. at a, you know, whether it's in the apex or in whatever arena in this world, like like. Bantamweight is the is a division to focus on, and I'm glad that these guys are, you know, it it's yes, it's a replacement main event on a week's notice, week's notice moved from another card, but this is this is a good fight to showcase on there, and yeah. it's about the only fight on this show really worth worth checking out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you, you always do your three fights, and I'm looking at this, and uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've got three, but it's tough. Yeah, I'll come, um, I'll come up with, I'll come up with three. I'm, uh, you know, I'm usually pro, I'm big time pro UFC. Pro I will UFC, say, and this card's a little rough in my. I opinion. will say, Haley Cowan is scheduled to fight here. If this fight gets canceled, I mean, they should just give up. Like, like i don't know how many the last times time wasn't her fault but. no i know it's not her fault but she's cursed like yeah. it, these fights just keep falling out and uh yeah. you know and, and and actually if this one goes through the person she's fighting like she's got a tough one this time because yeah. she's it's a no name uh, who is actually pretty damn good i've seen uh, her and um and her, she's beat some names her fights falling out aren't like somebody we're going to talk about here in a bit, but <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, give, give us your, uh, your three fights to look, look out for. You know what? I actually like the, the, uh, the fight that's in the, uh, co-main event slot. Yeah. Slot, middleweight fight, Kyle Borallo against Mikhail Oleksajczyk, just because both these guys are action fighters and they'll probably put on an exciting fight where they hit the shit out of each other. And, uh, somebody will get finished in that fight. So that one's, that one's solid. Uh, I'm going to go with a featherweight fight. Julian Arosa against Fernando Padilla. Arosa, yeah. Rosa, he, he was on a very good run uh, before, before he uh, got finished by Alex Caceres. Caceres, he had, you know, Arosa had won five of five of six since coming back to the UFC. Uh, And now he's got a guy in his debut, Padilla, Kind of feels like a bounce back fight for Rosa a little bit because usually mm-hmm. a guy with it, as much experience as he has and who had been on a run where you know he's five and two in his last seven, those guys usually don't fight debuting fighters unless it's on short notice. And this wasn't a short notice fight, so kind of weird, weird matchup, but a very good one. And uh, third one, I'm gonna go bantamweight fight Brian Keller against Journey Newsom just because Brian Keller is usually in entertaining fights. And uh, that one should be higher than the second fight on the on the card for this one, for this card. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's it's a solid fight. Jerry Newsom's decent. I mean, he you know he tend you know he he loses more than he wins, but he, you know he usually has entertaining fights. This um this card like we've got uh we've got your heavyweight apex special uh back to back. Yes, <laughs> um, Martin Boudet and Jake Collier, and then Waldo Cortez Acosta and, and Marcos Rosario de Lima. Now, the first fight could be good, but I can't see that second fight being any good. Yeah. Um, these, I, these AEW fans who who claim that they're going to be hurt every week by running head to head UFC, <laughs> you look at this card, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't think this card's going to hurt Collision any. 
Well, and this is like, and this is on ESPN Plus. So, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, you got your UFC fans that are going to watch these cards, but there ain't no yeah. casuals watching this. this no, 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 no. Um, there ain't. Um, the, I will make a prediction, though. I think the winner of the co main event is going to fight Bo Nickel at some point in uh, in the next year, year and a half. That's, that's a prediction. That's a good prediction, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hope it's Chow Barello. Um I mean either in either one of those two middleweight fights on the main card. Yeah. You know, yeah. You could be yeah, because any one of these four guys within yeah. the next year and a half. Uh Vieira is a scary one. I, I would I would want to maybe keep him away from Bo Nickel. Just for yeah. <laughs> um just because I mean I mean we saw him get uh get uh submitted but i don't think that's happening again anytime soon yeah um, but we've also seen Vieira gas out really that's badly, true that is quick, true yeah really badly quickly and get finished and yeah he he'd probably get knocked out so, by bo yeah. nickel pretty yeah. quick but uh i'm not even gonna do three more fights because that's gonna be too tough so um yeah. i'll just let you uh i'll just let you run through the rest of this card as as yeah. quickly as you can yeah so <laughs> so here so uh prelims uh, kick off at four Eastern time. They're actually they're on ESPN Plus, but they're actually also on ESPN two. Oh, weekend. really? Okay. Just the pre, just the prelims only though. The oh. main cards on ESPN Plus. Okay, that's but, different. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just I guess they had time from what three to six our time for. for yeah, like I don't like yeah. what is oh it's I guess it's playoffs airing at night, right? Yeah, yeah. On ESPN two, I don't, I don't know. Or not? They have. They have I, I'd have to look at their schedule. I, ESPN airs so much stuff that I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. They don't do playoffs on ESPN two, but it might be. They might have something else going on, like some kind, of, like maybe soccer or something. I don't know. Honestly, it's prob. They're probably better off putting a card on on Plus than on ESPN two. I bet you they have more UFC fans that are going to look on Plus than they're going yeah, to look on ESPN2. I mean, UFC fans have been so conditioned now to yeah. watch everything on ESPN Plus that, uh, yeah, that yeah, they but, probably uh, have more viewers on Plus than they would on Two. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Not not on big ESPN. No, on, not big ones. I mean, like not that Holloway. You know, that's something we we should have talked about at some point. Was the numbers that that Holloway Allen fight did? Like, yeah, it was I, it was it was really big numbers and yeah, really impressive. Yeah. Really impressive considering the comp- competition. I know. Uh, I know, you know, we're getting off on a tangent here, but I know, I know people, you know, somebody, Dave was giving credit to the fact that they had, had a big lead in, but, but your big lead in, I mean, was, it was what, 3.9 million, but the show still did 1.3 million almost. And it was three almost, hours long, which, which oh, is three yeah. hours long, which means you retained your audience throughout yeah. that show. show and I'll bet I mean, you, if you look at, if you looked at the quarters, they probably dropped Right after the game, but then they built up again, leading to yeah. the event. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. But anyway, yeah. back to this week. Uh, kicks off at four Eastern time, three Central ESPN two, uh, with the women's bantamweight fight, uh, Haley Cowan against Jamie Lynn Horth. Then we have bantamweights Brian Keller against Journey Newson. Another women's bantamweight fight, Stephanie Egger against Irina Alex Alex Siva. Uh, then we have flyweights uh, Cody Durden against Charles Jordan. That Irina Alex Siva. She she fought Bellator once or twice, but her nickname is Russian Ronda. So I guess yeah. people built her up as the Russian version of Ronda Rousey. Uh, anyway, back to the – then we have a welterweight fight, Josh Quinlan against uh, Trey Waters, who's replacing Ange Lusa like on a week's notice. And then we have lightweights, Nathan Levy against Pete Rodriguez and 
closing out the prelims is a heavyweight Martin Boudet against Jake Collier. Uh, for your main card at 7 Eastern time on ESPN Plus, kicks off with another heavyweight fight, Marcos Rosario de Lima against Waldo Cortez Acosta. Then we have featherweights Julian Rosa against Fernando Padilla. Then middleweight, two middleweight fights. First, Rodolfo Vieira against Cody Brundage. Then Cal Burrell against Mikhail Oleksaychuk. And then the main event, Songy Dong against Ricky Simone, five-round bantamweight fight. And that is, again, like you said, ESPN 2, uh, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Main card kicking off at uh, 7 Seven Eastern, six uh, Central. So it'd be another one that's done by probably you know ten o'clock Eastern, yeah. nine thirty maybe. Here's um, what's on ESPN two Saturday night XFL. That's, oh right, right, right. Main card, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is this? Uh, okay, cool. Um, all right, and uh, that will take us to. Sorry, I'm just pulling up our uh, rundown here. Yeah, and then, our and on, uh, and question of the week. Yeah, and on regular what? ESPN's NFL draft and then oh, NHL God. hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that'll do. And actually, the NHL game will will do pretty good too because I think that's um, Oilers and the Kings, um, which uh, will be Game Six, and that that's uh, that's that's getting decent numbers, especially on the West Coast. Um, all right, our question of the week is a good one, and this came I think from Scott Young in the Discord. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, one of one of the Scotts. Uh, yeah. Whoever regular Scott is, if it's young, that's Scott. Regular. That's Scott Young. That's Scott, Scott Young. Young. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he who hosts um, the uh, rap on this very free feed. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, we'll tag him and uh, maybe some rap listeners will, will listen to this. But I thought it was a good question, um, and uh, I've got some answers. But I think there's one obvious one, and then a couple other ones that we can talk about. But the question is, if there is no John Jones in the picture, who is the greatest light heavyweight of all time? And okay. uh, yeah, uh, I mean. I think the answers seem like I think I, I think it's probably Daniel Cormier, but yeah. but I mean the problem is is because there was a John Jones we never actually got to see Daniel Cormier have a you know a long run at light heavyweight, yeah. but I think there's three other candidates and and you can probably speak better to them than I can because I wasn't closely following UFC at the time, but I have gone back and watched a lot of it and and yeah. done some research obviously, but I think like. The, the original three guys that were big, you know, Ortiz, Couture, and Liddell, I think are probably the best, you know, competition for for Cormier. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing about the light heavyweight division. It's pretty much split into two eras. You yeah. had your or you had your Liddell, Ortiz, Couture era, and then you had the Jones era. Yeah. This was so because 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 by the time Jones made his ascent to the top you know, Liddell, Ortiz, and Couture were out of the sport. So Rashad so, kind of bridges those two, right? Yeah, Rashad bridges Forrest to an extent. Shogun. Shogun. Yeah. But uh but yeah, Rampage. But, uh, yeah, Rampage, yeah. Rampage Rampage is def is the definite bridge because he knocked yeah. out Liddell and uh yeah, he lost to Forrest, but he also fought John for the title too. Uh I to me, like if you're talking about the era when John came in, it's Daniel Cormier for yeah. sure. For sure. I mean, Cormier dominated the division at the time when Jones was out because of his issues. And, you know, he, Cormier won the title, won the title, uh, you know, over Anthony Johnson, defended it against Gustafson, defended it against Johnson, defended it against Ozdemir. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been ni- nicer if, you know, he had, you know, 
didn't have to deal with John. I mean, because the, those two fights that he had with John, you know, John won them, but then, you know, he failed the drug test that first time, first time, and then had all those issues. And then he had, then, yeah, I failed drug test both times, actually. But the first one was just the cocaine. Cocaine, the second one was actual PEDs. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, John really fucked with Cormier. If, more if, than, like, more if, than you more than you realize. If if well, let's just say like if John Jones just never even existed, yeah. Um, you know, Cormier probably moves up to two or moves down to two hundred five. You know, as soon as he's, Kane wins the title, he's two hundred five from the time he he make, makes it to the UFC. If that's the case, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe he does that first fight. You know, um, but once Kane won the title, like he was going down to two hundred five because he yeah. wasn't going to fight Kane, and then he probably wins the title like right away. You yeah. know, and and probably you know maybe you know eight to ten title defenses really like you know because I don't think anybody else in, at light heavyweight was going to beat him. Yeah, I mean Rumble, could, yeah. Rumble, just he didn't have, he couldn't knock Cormier out, and he didn't have the conditioning. Uh, yeah, Gustafson would be an was an interesting yep. one, yep. one one. Uh, but I think that first, I think that when it comes to Gustafson, that first fight with Jones, and then the fight he had with Cormier. That kind of took every those two fights kind of took everything out of them. Yeah, uh, it did an interesting of Jones wasn't there. If we would have got a true Shogun run, or mm-hmm. if, or if Rashad would have got the title back, and maybe he would have been the bridge or, or to, maybe or maybe Cormier. Cormier is the one to take it off of Shogun. Yeah, or yeah. or Rashad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, it's now, tough, but, but definitely with like the early era was all Chuck Liddell. So. Now the question though is, do you also consider, like you know, for light heavyweight, like do you go back and consider like when Tito had the middleweight title, which was one ninety nine at the time, um, you know, you could pretty much kind of include that as as light heavyweight as well. You, you could, you could. I'm I'm mainly saying Zufa era, just because there were so okay. many change. There was just so many changes when you know when it comes to what the weight classes were, what the rules were. Or regulation, and but if you include uh, that those early defenses, I mean, then you got Tito beat, you know, yeah. Vanderlei, Yuki Kondo, Evan Tanner, yeah. Elvis Frank Shamrock. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah uh, Matashenko, Ken, you know, obviously, um, although you know Ken wasn't you know anything to write home about at that time, yeah. and, and then he lost the title, and then even non-title fights that he had, you know, with Patrick Cote, Vitor Belfort, Forrest Griffin, you yeah, know, like I mean, he, yeah, those came, those came Zufair, yeah, yeah, yeah so. but but I mean, he wasn't a champion, but he was, you know, he was the, it was weird because even though he wasn't a champion, he was clearly the king of the division, even though he wasn't the guy defending the belt. Nah, like no, nah, nah, Chuck, Chuck was a bigger star at that. Was point. he? Okay, okay, Chuck well, was a that's way, why Chuck was a way bigger star. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's fair enough, um, and yeah, and then Chuck, you know, had had that had that run as well before you know finally losing the title to. Uh, they both lost to Couture, actually, right? Uh, yeah, Chuck lost the first time to Couture, and then knocked him out the second second two times. Second two and times, then like, he eventually lost it to what Rampage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, see, and, like you, you, you're looking back of the time where you know you didn't see all, you didn't live live it like a lot no live. no no like the uh, first yeah. the first light hit light heavyweight title fight i saw live was yeah. uh Rage beating henderson yeah like that was you know yeah that was when i was more i was probably watching more than i wasn't watching at yeah. the time and i think that one was that one on free tv yeah that was on spike over in london yeah that one i watched yeah yeah, 
Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, I remember I was going to, like I said, uh, like I said, the very first show I went to was the first Tito Chuck fight, and I went to pretty much all these big fights, you know, as a as a as a youngster, as a youngster. So I lived, <laughs> I lived yeah. through that, and Chuck, and yes, Chuck was a far bigger star than Tito was, and Couture, Couture and Tito might have been even levels. I'd put Tito above a little just because of his personality, but Couture was on that level too. So, so, but yeah, Chuck was the star out of those three. Yeah. And, and, and the guy, you know, that obviously he was the uh, protagonist uh, to Tito's antagonist when it came to, uh, you know, and Couture as well. All those three, you know, were responsible for the, for the big boom that they had yeah. in uh, 2005 yeah. uh, with the ultimate fighter. And, um, you know, um, and then the fight that uh, Tito had with Ken Shamrock uh, after Tough Three. You also, the, you also have to remember at that at the time of Ultimate Fighter, Tito wasn't with the UFC. He was. Oh yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, he came he back. He came back afterwards and fought for Forrest, and then did the Ultimate Fighter against Ken. Yeah, that Ken. was the big news, right? When he came back, it was the end of one of the tough seasons that he came back and then announced he was going to coach at the next one. Yeah, well, he came back at. Uh, I think they announced they announced it like UFC 57 or something like that. Okay. And he was they announced it like it was like late 2005, early 2006. They announced he was going to fight Forrest and then and then coach Tough against Shamrock, and then yeah, it was all to, it was all to build all to build uh, towards a fight with uh, with uh, Chuck. And yeah, and this is what I remember. I remember because um, I was I was listening to wrestling observer radio at the time and yeah. i wasn't following ufc but i remember dave Meltzer saying if you're not following ufc now you will be by the time ortiz shamrock happens yeah or or you know and and sure enough he was right yeah. <laughs> and uh and they actually and tito actually dodged the bullet because he fought forrest who was super popular off of off of uh ultimate fighter and i don't think he gets I don't think you know honestly. In this discussion about greatest, yeah, as far as like a fighter, maybe not. But Forrest Griffin, obviously, absolutely deserves to be mentioned in all this. All this, he was a big, you know, he was a big part of the. Maybe he rounds out the top five. Yeah, he was a big part of the popularity of UFC, and I don't think he gets credit for kind of the draw he was too either, either because he just didn't have the longevity on top but uh but yeah but force nearly ruined that or t like him and tito yeah. him and tito had a close fight at ufc 59 split decision 59 yeah split decision could have gone either way either way so tito was lucky to to win that fight and who knows what how different things could have been could have been you could have had Forrest fighting the chuck for the title in in 2006 instead of tito so yeah, and that and that fight, I mean, Ortiz and Griffin on uh, UFC 59 was was the real main event. Even though you know Andre Olasky and Tim Sylvia get credit for the main event, yeah. it was really Ortiz and, and yeah. Griffin. Yeah, of course. And to me, the one fight that got away that I thought that I thought would have draw would have did big numbers was Chuck against Forrest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, were they were they? Were they supposed to fight after? Were they supposed to coach against each other on a tough or something? I'd have to go back and look. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my I head. Say, yeah, I, I want to say it feels like that was supposed to have happened, and then it fell out, and they did a replacement or something. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 off on a sidetrack here, and uh, I don't want to get too long into this. But uh, 
we'll 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 revisit down the road and and we have some more questions that uh, people came up with and uh the one that that i had from last week i wrote it down we'll get to it it's uh it's pretty evergreen i can ask it any week so there, yeah. there's there's no yeah time. yeah everybody who's everybody who's listening always send us send yep. us questions whether you're in our discord or you're following us on twitter twitter send us questions all the time all the time yep. we'll jot them down we you know we might not get to them right away but we'll get to them for sure yeah and this was a good one and uh we got we got some more good ones that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks um now we got to talk about and this is something if you were paying attention when we uh when we ran over the bellator results one of the names we didn't mention was ray borg uh even though we did talk about him last week uh previewing the card so uh ray borg had a hell of a day on friday yeah, I think it was a hell of a week. I think it yeah, all yeah, built over yeah. week. Okay, so we know all about Ray Borg's past and his weight issues, issues at flyweight, and how he just he made he always had trouble making making it. He would make it sometimes. He would miss sometimes. He got a title fight against Demetrius Johnson. He made weight that time, but after that, it was just just one disaster after another, another to the point where where he. Uh, was forced to fight at at 135 in the UFC, and even then he struggled to make one 135. It, it was, uh, you know, he 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 missed weight for his first fight at 135, 135. But uh, anyway, and then he tried to go back to flyweight UFC and missed, and then they eventually cut him, cut him, and he retired. Comes out of retirement, fights a few times at Bantamweight, signs with Bellator. So Bellator, who had never, I don't think they've ever done flyweight fights before. They happened to book their first flyweight fight, and it's Kyoji Horiguchi against Ray Borg, which Horiguchi had been fighting at 135 for several years now. I don't know why they did this at flyweight. Maybe, Maybe Ray Borg said he could make it. Well, he didn't make it. He didn't even come close. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even come close. The fight was scrapped uh, before the weigh-ins. And so as the story goes, uh, the Borg's management team or his coaches notified Bellator that he was not going to make 125 or 126. He was not going to make weight for flyweight. Uh, Bellator tried to say, well, tried to come up with a weight and even did it came up to will you do it at 135 and apparently he wouldn't have even made 135 that's how wow. bad this was that's how bad this was and and uh they just scrapped the fight they released him from the promotion immediately his management team dropped him fire you know said we're wow. not immediately and then he retired again they decided <laughs> to retire again yeah i mean at this point there's at this point it has to be something going on mentally to where like he just doesn't want to make the weight or something i don't know what it is what it is like what it is you sign a you sign up for a flyweight fight after all these years of not trying to trying to make it and then you don't even it seems like you didn't even try to make it i mean you know early in your camp camp like what's going to happen like whether you're going to make it make it or not just based on how training's going and how how your diet's going and mm-hmm. this sounds like somebody who just didn't care didn't diet 
or anything because if because if you're supposed to fight at 125 and you can't even make 135 like that's i mean i don't want to say i don't want to say it's maybe it's a problem with his body i don't know but i mean but i i was just surprised like at all that he was even gonna yeah. fight at 125 like yeah i was at first yeah, yeah too yeah because he's fought like i mean he's been you know it's i mean he missed weight the last time he was supposed to fight at flyweight in ufc and then he was bantamweight every time since then and uh you know I mean, and, and yeah he, and, and even if you look at his fights and if even if you like like i got it pulled up here even if you look at his at his last couple of fights in the UFC, he fought Ricky Simone in May of 2020. He was supposed to fight Gustavo Lopez. Lopez, are you supposed to fight Marab Davalashvili in the fight? Uh, and yeah, uh, but pulled out for personal reasons. And then he was supposed to fight Nate Menes, but he was uh, removed from the fight on the weigh-ins for undisclosed reasons, probably because he wasn't going to make 135 yep. there. Probably both times were probably probably the reason why and it's just like the guy just has a super super history of just missing weight no matter what weight class it is had covid a couple times but especially 125 but uh yeah like like he just i mean yeah i don't you know that's that's just a bad. This is a sad situation. I don't, Man, he's had a lot of missed fights. I, I, <laughs> can, he had like, like six between yeah. like 2017 and 2019. Like everybody's just like I. Yeah. I don't think anybody even feels sorry for him because it no. basically, it just seems like this is all self inflicted. And and the sad thing is, is I mean he'll probably be back at some point. And I mean at some point we just stopped caring. Yeah. And, uh, we might have hit that point. Um. So, yeah, I would say best of luck to Ray Borg, but I honestly don't care. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what's next for him. I mean, he's still pretty young, so to think that he's done-done is probably wrong. He'll probably pop up on some regional show at some point. You know, maybe – I know he's fought in that Udabi, uh, Abu Dhabi series or United Arab Emirates uh, thing. He's fought there a few times. Probably go back there. Maybe um, Khabib's, uh, you know, Eagle promotion or something. Um, I'm sure we'll see him again at some point. Um, and we got a little bit of news. Um, and, this uh, week, yeah, which is yeah UFC London is official, and it's not a pay per view as as you said last week. Yeah, it's a fight night on July twenty second. Yeah, tickets go on sale end of May. Um, and uh, I know there was there was not. I just was reading an article about it, and people are wondering what the prices are going to be. And it won't be as high as the pay per view, but it'll probably be higher than the last time they did a fight night there. It's basically what yeah. their consensus was. And and anybody who's Who's wondering uh, about main event? Uh, Aspinall big, and big Tabura. big ru- big rumor is Aspinall against Mercine Tabura. Okay, and and probably Molly on the card, but no Patty. Yeah, we'll talk about Patty yeah. right now. We could transition. Yeah, yeah, to Patty. because I mean, there's not much else to say about UFC London. I yeah, mean, yeah, well, yeah. it'll be a lot of it'll be a lot of the usual characters, but yeah, yeah no, no Patty on this one. Uh, he said he's probably not going to fight until next year. Mm. so okay so and and he's pretty much done with london too right he's pretty much going to be a vegas and or msg fighter from this point on hard to say loses. hard hard to say yeah okay. to well say, i guess but... if he loses again he'll probably yeah. go back to being yeah. fighting in london yeah he had the ankle surgery but but this is something that's always kind of stunted his career yeah pre-ufc is he just would have long layoffs and i honestly feel like everybody who who says like you know he's not good I think these long layoffs don't help. Don't help yeah. him. It doesn't help him in improving. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So. 
And uh, there's some news with Amanda and Nina. Are they? Uh, are they're they expecting. They're expecting another child. Awesome. Good for them. Good so. for them. And and Amanda is fighting uh, on uh, on that Calgary card, right? Or Vancouver? Uh, Vancouver, yeah. yeah, yeah. UFC two eighty. UFC two eighty nine. Yeah, against uh, that's the third fight with Pena, right? Yep, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, so yeah, good for good for Amanda and Nina. I know that's why Nina uh, to, uh, retired, or yeah, she retired, right? She retired. Yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. to they wanted to expand the fa- family. I don't, you know, I, I guess she's carrying this one too, or I, you know, I don't know. If, you know, can't imagine obviously. it's Amanda. No, it's not a man. I guess she's like, like, yeah, like, like you couldn't really tell from photo photos, yeah. whether she's showing or not, you know, so it made you wonder, is she carrying this one or is it a surrogate this time? Oh, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but uh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, all right. And then we got, uh, there's a lot of fights here. I don't oh. know how many of them you want to go over, but uh, a lot. quite a bit. Dana, Dana, yeah. Dana had one of his breaking news video videos this week and he, he, announced a lot of main events yeah and there's some even fights. some of the non-main events are pretty even big non-main events so yeah this let's go over it uh first off ufc 288 on may 6th uh it lost the co-main event with uh, oliver and dariush and dana said we're gonna put another fight uh they did Bilal muhammad against gilbert burns is now Huge the main fight. event and it's gonna be five rounds oh these wow guys, these guys are fighting on two weeks notice five rounds in a title eliminator and burns just fought like yeah burns just fought just fought this month he fought yeah he fought three weeks ago yeah against masvidal masvidal the here's the interesting thing about that about that with this fight coming so soon does the winner take colby covington's title shot away maybe possibly we'll have to see about that yeah. see about that all right, UFC Fight Night on May 20th at the Apex. Uh, main event is going to be Raquel Pennington against Irene Aldana. Uh, oh, that's a perfect Apex main event. Yeah, yeah. A couple other fights for that show. Uh, um, Andre Fialo against Joaquin Buckley. Um, Natalia Silva against Victoria Leonardo. Emily Ducote against Pollyanna Vienna. Was that the Kyle. one that was supposed to happen this past weekend? Yeah, they but they, they yeah. moved it. They moved it back a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, Orion Koski against Gilbert Urbina, Takashi Sato against Simba Gorimbo. Okay. Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, June third. That one's headlined by Jack Hermanson against Brendan Allen. Uh, added to that show, Alex Caceres against Daniel Pineda, uh, and then Jim F. and Miller uh, against Ludovic Klein. Hmm. Interesting. And then, yeah, UFC 289, several big additions uh, for the June 10th card in Vancouver. Uh, Charles Oliver and Benio Darius has been officially rebooked for that show in the co-main event. Uh, we also have Nasruddini Imovov against Chris Curtis. That's a quick turnaround for Curtis there. Be mad when that is on the prelims? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we have Khalil Roundtree against Chris Dawkins. Dawkins is moving down to light heavyweight. Okay, I was going to ask. All right. Yeah, he's moving down to light heavyweight. And then Mike Millard against Adam Fugit. Ah, Winnipeg boy. Yeah. Well, his brother's Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, UFC Fight Night, June 17th, back also at the Apex. Uh, Jared Cannonier against Marvin Vittori is the main event. Now, that should be in front of fans, but... Oh well, it's at the apex. Same night as the same night as the collision debut. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like that's a that's a card like that they could have put in front of fans and yeah, probably would have sold yeah. some tickets. Yeah. Uh, also on that show, Modestus Bukowskis against Zach Pogba, uh, Rayoni Barcelos against Miles Johns, and uh, Muslim Salikov against Nicholas Dalby. 
All right. All right. Uh, UFC Fight Night, June 24th. This one is in front of fans in Jacksonville. Oh, right. And yeah. uh, the main event of that show is Josh Emmett against Ilya Tapiria. Now, that's, that's a fight a that nice should be a featherweight fight. Yeah. That's a fight that should be in front of fans. So, yeah. That's a big also, one. Also, Puna Soriano against Cedric Dumas and Matus Rebecki against Loic Razvadov. And then uh, UFC Fight Night, June 1st or July 1st, also at the Apex. Main event, Sean Strickland against Abus Magomedov, which. Wow. Which, I mean, it's Magomedov. It's his second UFC fight, and he's in the main event, but he's got a pretty damn impressive record. Uh, yeah. That's so. a that that's a fight that you, like, they don't like Sean Strickland if they're giving him that fight. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of odd because here yeah. I was expecting Strickland to be fighting Paulo Costa sometime between May and July, and he's yeah. fighting Abu Magomedov, who's got, like, I think he's at like I don't have his record in front of me, but I heard something like twenty. And this is for win. sure at the apex, eh? That's yeah, wow. It is. It is Dana White said at the apex. Jeez. So, yeah, and, and they've already they've already they've already applied for licenses. Yeah, Great. yeah. Like like Dana said, Dana says a lot of things. He said we're going to get out of the apex this year, and that's bull. That's been proven to be bullshit. Yeah, so, it says a lot of things. Yeah. So, but also on that show, Ariane Lipsky against Melissa Gatto. And Joe Anderson Brito against Hussein Askabob. All right, next we're on the International Fight Week, UFC 290, uh, July 8th. Lots of big additions. Yeah. The biggest being Robert Whitaker against Dracus Duplessis. Uh, so no title shot for Duplessis. Okay. If he wins this fight. Uh, Dana, oh, yeah, yeah. Dana yeah. flat out said this is a title eliminator, and he and he said that, that the winner would fight Adesanya later this year in Sydney, Australia. So Adesanya is not going to defend the title until he fights the winner of this? Yeah, it's very interesting. This is, is very interesting because Adesanya still wants to fight before the summer. Yeah, that's up. what I thought. So, but like, we'll see. fight. Like, there's nobody. Jamal Hill at 205. Um, I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll kind of... We'll kind of we'll kind of see. Maybe maybe he waits until till November. I feel like this is gonna yeah. be November, November, okay. or September, possibly September, possibly yeah, depending September. on how that fight goes. The Whitaker, yeah. 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 But uh, also, uh, Robbie Lawler against Nico Price. Wow, I mean, that's 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 just got fireworks written all you over. You going to this show now? We'll see. Uh, yeah. Dan <laughs> Dan Hooker against Jalen Turner, and Sean Brady against Jack Della Maddalena. Della Madalena is another one to look out for at 185. Yeah. I mean, if he gets a big win here, um, you know, you 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 know, you put him on on the watch list. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, they got that's a that's a hell of a card they got there. Right, yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. And uh, I mean, what's the main event of that one again? Volkanovski Rodriguez. Right, right. I mean, right it's, yeah. it's not your biggest no. uh, international fight week card. But as far as like action packed fights, I mean, yeah. you got Volkanovski, Rodriguez, you got Moreno Pantoya, Whitaker Duplessis, Turner Hooker, Waller yeah. Price, uh, Figueredo gets Cop, Brady gets Madalena, Bo Nickel get on the card. It's like, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, those, that's what those cards usually are. It's usually like a really, really big main event or just a completely stacked card. Yeah. And we got the latter here. So, um, and hopefully uh, most of these fights end up happening. And uh, either way, you know, they always try to make those shows special. And we got the, everyone's going to be there for the, probably the biggest uh, Hall of Fame week that they've ever had. So, yeah. 
um yeah should be a fun week. robbie lawler robbie lawler fighting on the same weekend that is that is classic fight with rory mcdonald's going into the hall of fame maybe rory can corner him for that fight <laughs> that'd be yeah. fun yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that'll uh, that'll just about do it. Uh, we went a little longer than we thought we would, but I think we had a good show and uh, a lot of good talk here. I think that the um, that uh, light heavyweight uh, discussion uh, was was pretty good. And we went a little longer than we thought we would on that, but I thought it was good good talk. So, um, well, I just realized I had my uh, picture on the whole time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you uh, get your plugs in? Yeah, uh, be you got all my UFC coverage in the wrestling. Observer newsletter and play-by-play coverage every Saturday on Figure Four or on F4W Online, WrestlingObserver.com, whichever one you use. And then, yeah, uh, Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. No blue check mark because I'm not giving Twitter my eight bucks a month. Not because of any personal stand. It's just the the only I don't want to pay eight bucks for a blue check mark in the edit button. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I was looking at it. I mean, there's some other stuff, but it's not worth it. There's, there's other stuff that I, I don't, I don't yeah. use. I go like, I go like, uh, I've been cutting things out that I don't use that I don't yeah. use lately. And, Did you see the organizational check mark? Do you see how much that costs? Yeah. Something <laughs> like it costs a thousand bucks. Yeah. Thousand thousand bucks. And if they don't preview, they don't preview, they still get to keep the money. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Elon Musk, baby. Um, all yeah, right. it's, yeah, it's like it's like today, man. Today's been wild. Yeah, today's been wild. Today, I've, today I've seen more anchorman. I haven't seen this many anch- news anchorman lose their jobs since the battle, since the battle between Channel Four news, <laughs> yeah. news and and uh, public news in the San Diego alley. Yeah, hello, 80s. San Diego. <laughs> uh, what's what was the thing, guys? Uh, what's it? Shiv the guy. What's the first name? Who's Shiv the guy? Steve Carell's character. Brick killed the guy. Brick killed the guy. Brick Brick killed the guy. Yeah, killed the guy with a trident. Yeah, <laughs> we um, should probably we should probably put you in hiding because you're probably wanted for murder. Yeah, I gotta watch that again sometimes. Such a uh, great movie. It is. Um, and and if you want to hear more about all these layoffs, I think Mike and JD are going to be talking about it on the uh, free feed on their new show, the Mike and JD show, where they'll just talk about anything, um, anything but MMA. So you can you can get your MMA here, and then you can go and get everything else on the Mike and JD show. On the except well. except if I if I crash the show while on edibles and want to talk MMA. Which is always a possibility. Hey, and they'll and they'll they'll have you. I, mean, I know yeah, we've talked about it. <laughs> okay, there you go, there you go. And for me, uh, I, it's just all the usual stuff. Um, I, I I my grandpa Des show was I was supposed to have a guest last week and he canceled out of me, so I'm hoping we have him this week. But if not, I will have a show up this Thursday. Um, and uh, and as well, I have the Dynamite show on the uh, Fight Game Media Patreon, uh, Patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media, and uh, I think that's about it. So and you can follow me on Twitter as well, Paul Ace Fontaine. And uh, Ryan and I are uh, usually tweeting about the UFC on uh, UFC nights when I watch live. But Ryan's always watching live, so you can uh, check out his tweets and interact. And he's even available for autographs, from what I hear. So, (laughs) so for Ryan, I've been Paul. And Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.